Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge. And if you're new to the Coach's Edge podcast, welcome. Thanks for clicking on this. Thank you for giving it a listen as I dive into youth basketball camps. If you're a varsity basketball coach, chances are you're running a youth basketball camp this June, which is why I'm trying to get this episode out mid to early June, um, as many schools are are just getting out in uh, that first week of, of June as it is. So in this episode, we're going to break down some of the big picture goals of a youth basketball camp for your program. We're going to break down the five main skills of basketball, and I'm going to share with you some of the key points that we want to teach your, your players within those five specific skills. All right. But before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsor. Before we get into our interview, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, serving mid-Michigan in the thumb with their big three automotive needs. They have a wide range of products from Chevy, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. They also have a large selection of pre-owned vehicles with one of the largest selections of trucks in the state, they are sure to fit your needs. Standish and Gladwin, our truck country, stop in and see them today. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, they will get you right. When I lived in Ohio, I still went all the way up to Standish because I knew they were gonna take care of me when it came to getting a new vehicle. Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, they are all about service. Okay, and we're back. And again, thanks for checking out this episode. I hope that you find it beneficial. If you do, please subscribe, rate, review. That goes a really long way. And we are excited. I am in the midst of our summer basketball camp tour. I get the chance to work with. It'll probably be about 1,500 athletes, give or take, that I'll get the chance to work with from June, July into the beginning of August. Pretty cool opportunity for me. Now, most of the players that I work with are high school players. The second most would be the junior high level. But we do get a chance to work with that youth basketball level, possibly that early to older elementary age, all the way up to sixth grade. And that's going to be a focus of this specific podcast. And as we dig into these five main skills of basketball and some of the things you want to emphasize within these five different skills at your youth basketball camp, I want to let you know it's not just I travel around and I run camps and clinics and do training. And so I'm giving you these skills, but I'm like, I don't really know how, how it works. Listen, having been a high school basketball coach, and here's the cool thing that I've had the opportunity to do is when I was moved back to Michigan after I've been playing basketball overseas, they put me in charge of the youth basketball program at Unionville Seedling School. That was a first through sixth grade program. And so I got to learn firsthand, did some things really well. I made plenty of mistakes as well as how, as far as how we ran that youth basketball program. Then we moved to Bowling Green, Ohio, and I had the chance to have my hand in a few different youth basketball programs. I helped quite a bit with the Bowling Green Girls Youth Basketball Program. Helped, I had my hand in a little bit of the Perrysburg Boys Basketball Program. And I actually did some clinics for the, the Anthony Wayne youth basketball program 
as well. So I, I was in Northwest Ohio working with a handful of different youth basketball programs, and I got to learn a lot as well. And then when we moved down to South Carolina before the pandemic in 2020, I pitched myself to a church. They had a gym. I said, hey, I really want to get some basketball going down here. And you, you, you used to have a, a youth basketball league in the winter. And I've done this before. I would really like the chance to run a youth basketball program this winter. And so they gave me a chance. And so we ran a first through sixth grade youth basketball program. We divided it from first through third grade and fourth through sixth grade. I would have liked to divide it into three groups instead of two. If our numbers were a little higher, we would have done that. And after it was over, we had parents come up and tell me how well this program was run. We ran for two months, January, February. And we had parents come up and talk about how much their son or daughter had improved in that amount of time, comparing it to some other basketball leagues that they had participated in. And part of me wanted to say, I told you, I just needed a chance. I just need somebody to take a chance on me down here so we could get some things going. And then from there, it was like, okay, we want to do spring training and summer camps and a fall program. And then the pandemic hit and now it's like kind of starting back square one. We will get all that stuff going. But the, the point is, and this isn't, I try not to make a side tangent as we get into this youth basketball camp, but I think that one of my strengths is being present. And something I'm always trying to get better at. I don't think we can ever perfect that type of skill. It's more than just eye contact. It's more than just body language, tone of your voice. Some people are pretty good at faking those things, honestly. But when you're around somebody and you're really present, you're invested in them, the benefits that they can have, people can feel that. It's, it's hard to explain that feeling. But when you're around other people and you are present, good things happen. This applies to your youth basketball camp. If you're coming in and, and running this program and maybe some of your assistants, you have some of your varsity players working with that program, but they're acting like it's a job. They're acting like they have to be there. The kids are going to pick up on that. They're not going to have the experience that they should because you're truly not present. You're not invested the way that you should be. You got to be in with both feet. You got to be in with both feet so that those kids will feel that. They'll feel that energy. And they know, kids can feel, they, they know probably better than, than adults in a lot of ways. If the people around them, the teachers around them, the coaches around them, the parents around them, uh, the youth directors around them are invested, are present, are engaged in and having the best interest of them in mind. When you do that, good things happen. Here's a couple goals we want to have with our youth basketball camps. Obviously, you want to provide them with the opportunity to learn and enjoy the game. Enjoy the game and learn the game is key. If they come to a basketball camp and they still don't know what a travel is, or what out of bounds means, 
we need to teach the game while we're teaching them to enjoy the game. Two, we need to show players how they can improve on their own. Listen, the winter is very much about team. Yeah, we want our players to get better, but it's very much about team. The summer is very much about giving players the tools, tools in the toolbox, for how they can continue to improve. And in many ways, that means on their own. So when you're doing a youth basketball camp, of course, you're going to play and scrimmage and do all that stuff. But you really want to give them a template for how they can improve when they go home and they got that hoop in a driveway. And here's a package of things that they can work on their game to continue to improve. That's key. Third thing, you want to live the culture of your program from the varsity level on down. You want to live the culture from the varsity level on down. Embody that. Display that. Have your varsity program, your high school program, helping out with the youth level. They look up to them. They're going to learn a lot from them. Having your high school players teaching the younger level is a great way for your high school players to be able to learn and understand at a higher level. One of the best forms of learning is trying to teach it and explain it to somebody else. And the fourth one is we're working on building the program from the youth level on up. If you don't do this, you're going to have talent some years and you're going to be good. You're going to have less talent certain years. And you're going to be okay. But when you start to build the program from the youth level on up, you give your chance to, yourself a chance to succeed year in and year out. So now let's get into our five main skills of basketball. And again, this is something that I've thought a lot about having worked with players during the summer, during the winter, at all age levels, and trying to figure out from a, and my degree's in elementary. So having a degree in education and some experience working in schools, um, I, I do think that helps me. But again, as I give, give this, I want to say it humbly. I can be convinced there's, there's always a better way is what I'm saying. There's always a better way. The way that I'm doing it now is better than I've done it in the past. Two years from now, I'm going to do better than I'm doing it right now. We're always learning and growing. So I, this is a, a snapshot in time of some things that I think can help you as I'm recording this in 2021. But you have your five main skills of basketball. Shooting, ball handling, defense, passing, and rebound. And so when we're running our youth basketball camp, we need to make sure that we're emphasizing these specific things. Now, I know as kids start to get older and I'm in that boat, you can get specific in certain areas. For example, one of our main topics that we teach throughout summer is shooting. So we'll have a, just a shooting camp, but that's, that's more geared towards some older, older players. They already have the basics of, of these five areas down a little bit. They want to come and get an emphasis on one specific area of the game shooting. Okay, we can do that. But we need to touch on those five areas throughout our general youth basketball camp. So if we're looking at a third and fourth grade youth basketball camp, and maybe you're going um, four days, two hours a day, so you can start to block out, okay, how much time are we going to spend um, doing some scrimmaging, maybe that's some three-on-three, -three, some one-on-one. -on -one. 
how much time are we going to focus on these five specific skills? How much time is some other maybe games that we're going to kind of play um, with, within our program? You start to figure out how much time you actually have to work with. And it goes by pretty fast. So if you're dealing with a third through fourth grade, there should be a few things that you make sure that they know, not master, because every child, they grow at different rates. Uh, they have different levels as far as how much they've experienced the game of basketball. And they've also had different amounts of coaching. Some of it's the first time they've ever been coached. Uh, you're starting with a blank slate. Some kids have, have been coached for a while. Maybe they've been coached some, some bad habits or some good ones. So we're all at different spots. So this is general as I share this. For a third and fourth grader, if they leave your camp, here's a few things that they should know. Hand placement on the basketball when shooting. They need to rep out. Layups off of two feet, layups off of one foot. They need to have a good understanding of a shooting stance. Wide enough that you're, not, that you're on balance but not so wide that you can't pop off the floor. And I also believe that at that third and fourth grade level, you can start to teach those jump stop layups, jump stop for ball handling, but being able to, for them to be able to finish off of one foot, off of two feet, that could be a pivot, and be able to jump stop. And then if you combine that with, we're breaking down hand placement on the ball, we're breaking down our stance, you can talk about target a little bit, that's a good start for your youth basketball players to gain an understanding of shooting the ball, knowing that they're not strong enough at this point, especially if you don't have access to lowering the hoops, you don't have access to smaller basketballs, they can be pretty difficult to do a whole lot of shooting. So it's majority of the time is spent finishing and talking about hand placement and stance. You can talk about target a little bit. I actually like to wait till they're a little bit older to get real specific with, with target. Now, let's say you have your fifth and sixth grade session, right? Maybe it's the same thing, four days a week, two hours a day. There's some things that we can add. Obviously, we want to reinforce the things that I just mentioned for the third and fourth grade level. But at fifth and sixth grade, a little bigger, a little stronger, now we can start to add more spot-up shooting, pull-up shooting off the dribble. There's a rhythm and range that we can start to focus on because these players are a little older. Majority of players, they've been playing basketball for a couple years now. And so we can start to teach them some of the, the dynamics of how they can be more successful making shots about how a lot of that is about having great rhythm, right? It's not, it's not beef right? Beef is pointing out a few technical positions, right? It's not beef. We want to really talk about how we can work on rhythm as we're moving through certain points in our shot. And if we can replicate that, now we're starting to develop a good shoot. We also want to touch on pivoting and shot fakes. And at the fifth and sixth grade level, is where I dig into our four phases of form shooting that's in the Coach's Edge membership, it's in the Kramer Basketball app, it's at all of our shooting camps, shooting clinics. We break down the four phases of form shooting. We don't start that 
until players are in fifth grade. So that, that's a snapshot of what you can do shooting the basketball with your, with your kids at a youth basketball camp. Yeah, rewind it. If you, have, you want to go back, take some notes. But now we're going to jump right into the ball handling aspect. Ball handling for a young player. I highly recommend a lot of ball handling at youth basketball camps. And one of the main reasons is ball in hand. It keeps them engaged. It keeps them entertained. If you have 20 or 30 or 40, who knows how many kids at a camp, and you can give them all the basketball, they're more likely to have a good time. Let's be honest. And you got a ball in your hands, you can practice three of those five main skills a lot, passing, dribbling, and shooting. We're getting a lot accomplished in a short amount of time. So I recommend a lot of ball in hand time. Now, for a third and fourth grade player, we want to make sure that they understand having a good low wide base. That's going to benefit them, not just in basketball, not just dribbling. It's going to benefit their defense. That's going to help them to develop some coordination and strength. That's going to benefit them in multiple sports. Listen, your youth basketball, they're not specializing in basketball, third grade, right? We want to help them develop a body that's going to be successful to do many different things, coordination, leg strength, all those things. So working on a low wide base is key. Can they pound the dribble? Can they cross over the dribble? Can they start to make, uh, can they handle the ball on the move? Now we start to add, okay, let's do some V dribbles. Let's reinforce our pivoting, right? And pivoting footwork. Remember we talked about the rules. Can they work on changing speed, changing direction, changing height? Again, these are, this isn't just ball handling we're teaching when it comes to youth basketball. If you come to one of my youth basketball camps, you're going to say, man, Kramer does a lot of ball handling. We're teaching coordination. We're teaching footwork. <laughs> We're developing athletes. Yeah, we need a dribble in the game. But if I give your son or daughter or your team a basketball, they think they're working on basketball the entire time. And yeah, they are. But we'll really be developing motor skills hand-eye coordination, all of these valuable characteristics that we want to have as we continue to grow and develop in any sport. We want to work on starting and stopping. That's key. So much we talk about speed, speed, accelerating. That's great. We need to work on stopping as well. And then as we get into fifth and sixth grade, we can start to reinforce what we've already talked about. Plus, we can get a little more specific with certain moves that you may want to teach in certain situations that they're going to be in often and again and reinforce those and rep those out. There's a million different directions you can go with that. You got to do, do your thing. Okay. Do, do what works for you as a coach, understanding that you know every group and player is a little bit different that might have different needs. In fifth and sixth grade, when they get to that fifth grade level, that's where I start to give kids more of a blueprint, a package of like, listen, you, you really want to get better. Are you uh, really serious about improving at this basketball thing? Here is 11 essential stationary drills that you can do in a couple minutes every single day. But you just get stationary. You work on the base that we talked about, high repetitions with the basketball, and 
then you can move on and, and do your movement and all, all those different things. When we talk about ball handling, I don't want you to think that it's stationary. We start stationary, we just build a base, but then we got to move on, right? Starting, stopping, changing direction, key. So that's a little bit of what we want to make sure we're reinforcing when it comes to the time we spend ball handling with our kids. And you can make this competitive. You can make it fun. There are a ton of great drills. You can create them on your own. I have a bunch within our programming where, you know, you, you dribble for, um, let's say, 20 seconds and you pound it and then you V dribble. So I pound it. I'll dribble in. I'll dribble out, making a V. And then I cross over. And every time I cross over, I get one point. Now it's in my left hand. Pound, V, crossover. So that'd be a total of four dribbles, right? Pound, V dribble in, V dribble comes back out, and then I cross over. And every time I, the ball switches hands, I get one point. See how many points that they can get in 20 seconds. Or you'll go for a competition and say, okay, we're going to go pound, V, cross. And once you do that series six times, Raise your hand, hold the basketball up in the air. All right. We're competing, we're having fun. The kids love that stuff. You can do little um, line races, or if you have cones, you can do cone races or, or whatever. I don't recommend cones at basketball practice. I do think they're really beneficial for youth basketball camps because similar to a kid being in elementary school, they have their spot, right? You have your spot on the magic carpet, right? Remember that in kindergarten and first grade? You got your spot. You have different spots in the classroom. Kids are used to that. So being able to say, here's your spot for the day. Here's your spot for the next 15 minutes. But it's a cone, it's a, it's a court marker, it's an X on the floor, the tape, whatever. It's for spacing purposes, right? Those can be pretty useful. You can also use that to help guide movement. Great key for guiding movement. You can do cone races. How many times can you dribble you know, up and back? Right hand down, left hand back. Sliding, right? again, time it, compete out of it. A lot of fun handling the ball and you're teaching much more than dribbling. You're teaching movement mechanics. Third main skill we need to touch on at our youth basketball camps, defense, baby. Defense, got to play it. Third and fourth grade level. Here's some concepts that we want our third and fourth graders to know. Stance. They have the ability to move laterally and at angles in a stance. Do they understand that their hands and arms can be very effective when it comes to playing defense, but how to use them is key. Like one thing, We'll have young kids get in a defensive stance and they'll put their arms straight out to the side. They'll stretch them out and get as big as they can. So then I'll have them come up and then I'll take the ball and I'll pass it right over each shoulder. I'll throw a bounce pass right next to their hip. And I say, listen, those hands and arms didn't do a whole lot for you, right? You gave me some of the most common passing angles by that position with your arms spread out in the defensive stance. Let's get those elbows bent at 45 degrees. Let's get those elbows a little bit closer to your hip area, those hands a little closer to your shoulder area. And now if you need to stretch those arms out, you can, but you're covering the area around your body 
which is really, really effective to take away those close passes when you're guarding an offensive player. So now the offensive player is the one that has to stretch out and reach around to make a pass instead of just zipping those straight line passes wherever they want. So hand placement is key. We want to teach being vocal. We want to teach closing out. And we want to teach just basic, you know, man, you, you know, ball, just the basic man-to-man concepts, right? Staying between the player you're guarding and the basket. And as they get in fifth and sixth grade, we can start to build on that. You can start to be more specific in those areas. But fifth and sixth grade is where I would really start encouraging breaking down gap defense concepts and help side defense concepts. Again, this could be over the head of a fifth and sixth grader who's never played basketball before. Or you could have a fourth grader who's played a ton of ball. They've been coached up and they're like, yeah. I know what gap defense is. I know what help defense is. You're also teaching some terminology that's going to benefit them later on. You're going to save your junior high coaches a lot of trouble as they're breaking down terminology. Your youth basketball kids already know what that terminology is. What does gap mean? What does help mean? What is a closeout, right? Those different things. Key, key, key stuff. Moving on to number four. Now, let me just say, Play one-on-one at your camps. Play one-on-one. Play one-on-one in different spots, off a live dribble, off of a catch, off of a closeout, off of a rebound, but play one-on-one. It's one of the best ways for kids to learn how to play defense. Play one-on-one. Next one, number four, rebounding the basketball, right? Rebounding the basketball, you have to go and get it. Here's a few things that we can touch on with rebounding the basketball. At the third and fourth grade level, can they go get the ball with two hands? When they get the ball, can they be in a balanced wide stance so they don't get contact and just get knocked all the way over? Can they hold the basketball in a strong position? What I encourage there with our hold is they're going to chin it. These elbows are more in an arrow shape or or a triangle shape, not elbows straight out, right? One, you're you're really not as strong as we think in that position. Two, you're more likely to get an offensive foul, elbowing somebody in the face, um, you know, with concussions or, you know, officials are trying to, you know, clamp down a little bit on where those elbows are after a rebound. So we're not putting them down to our sides. We're not being weak with the basketball, but we're making an arrow from the basketball coming down at an angle with with our elbows. I hope that makes sense. Tough to explain on audio. That's how we're chinning the ball. And then communication is key. And I should have mentioned that with defense as well. I'm not sure if I did. Communicating on defense, talking, ball, 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 dead, help side, gap. All of those things are, are essential terminology that we want our kids to work on defensively. And then when it comes to rebounding, we yell in shots. Are you yelling box? What's the terminology that you use? You can already start to teach that with your kids. And if, if you get riled up and you get excited about yelling shots, <laughs> those kids are just going to have a good time. They want to come in. They want to have some fun. They want to play some basketball. And, and you getting fired up and being loud and making some noise and then giving them the freedom to do that, you're going to have a good time. That's key. 
as we get into fifth and sixth grade, I really want you to emphasize initiating contact. And then this is more of what your defensive rebounding philosophy is. Are you hit and get? You make contact and then you just go get the ball? Or are you more of a traditional box out, keeping the defender on your back? Maybe you want to practice both. I don't know. But understand, you know, how are you going to get rebounds in a game and try to emphasize it? And then as you worked on rebounding the basketball, are you working on making an outlet pass? Are you working on getting a rebound and dribbling ahead? And are you working on getting the rebound offensively and going back up strong to score? Those are some great things for us to be able to work on when it comes to rebounding the basketball offensively or defensively. Next skill, number five, is passing the basketball. Passing the basketball. So as we break down passing the basketball, and then we'll do a quick review. Traditionally, third, third, fourth grade kids, we hopefully they have some motor skills where they can play catch, right? Maybe that's if you have first and second grade, just play catch, reinforcing communication, saying your teammate's name, et cetera. Third and fourth grade, chest pass, bounce pass, overhead pass. But when we get into fifth and sixth grade, we need to be, I think, more game realistic. We really want to emphasize passing off the dribble, pivot passing, pass fake passing, right side with the ball, right hand pass, left hand, left side with the ball, left hand pass. It doesn't have mean one hand passing necessarily, but keeping the basketball, let's say, on the outside of my hip, my right pocket, right pocket, great for pulling up for a shot, great for getting behind the ball and running with it. Also great for snapping the pass out, but it's more of an emphasis on what side is the basketball on, being able to snap it with my right hand or my left hand. This is also good for us working on post entries, passing the ball to high post, low post. Swinging the ball, you get the ball on the left wing, you have a teammate in the corner, you just swing it across your body, boom, punch that pass out with the left hand. Much better for players to learn at an early age how to pass with their right hand and with their left hand than having never practiced it. And then they get at the high school level and figure out they can't do it. We also want to work at the fifth and sixth grade level on transition passing. The value of passing the ball ahead is key, key, key. Can't emphasize that enough. So couple overarching themes when you're running a youth basketball camp. We broke down the five main skills of basketball, passing, rebounding, defense, ball handling, and shooting. Shooting at the youth level, it could mean more finishing than actually shooting. But if you know the main things that you want to embody within your youth basketball camp and helping build your program, showing your culture, if you can be energetic, if you can be positive with the instruction, if you can keep things fast paced, because thank attention span, you can't spend so much time talking and doing one thing again and again and again that they become bored and they check out. Have to keep things fast paced. And if you can play throughout, and this was a mistake that I made 
when I was running in my camps earlier in my career was usually we would just wait to play at the end. And now we play throughout. We play throughout. Being able to, you know, playing shouldn't be a reward. Basketball is a game. You play it. So being able to sprinkle in the skills, some of the drills that you're doing with gameplay throughout is, is going to give them a lot more joy in the game. They're not going to be waiting for the last half hour and you say, okay, then we're going to scrimmage. And maybe you do scrimmage at the end. I'm not saying that. But if you haven't done any play earlier, I think that's a mistake. Playing some one-on-one, playing some two-on-two or some three-on-three, a two-on-one situation where they have to work on passing and pivoting and faking. Those are really, really vital keys to any youth basketball camp, right? If you can bring that energy, positive instruction, and I don't just mean being positive, I mean the instruction that you are teaching the game, teaching the rule. You are the first person to teach them basketball, possibly some of these kids. You keep things moving and you're playing throughout instead of just waiting to the end. You have a recipe for what I believe can be a really good youth basketball camp and something that is going to grow year in and year out because of the energy, the positivity that you're providing. And the last thing that I'll mention is be present, play present. Kids can feel whether you want to be there or not. They can feel it. They can sense it. So when you're in, you got to be in. You got to be all in. They're going to enjoy it more. They're going to grow more. They're more likely to come back. They're more likely to go home and show them all the things, their mom and dad, all the things that they've been working on. They're more likely to go home and get the basketball out when they get there and start shooting and shooting and shooting. <laughs> I used to get, and I, and I do still, get messages from parents say, man, Steve, so-and-so left camp and they were just so excited and they went out and they, they played for another two hours, three hours. They played, you know, and they were just so excited from, from your camp, fired up. They just kept working on their game when they got home. <laughs> and in the beginning, I thought I did something wrong. I was like, man, we didn't work hard enough at camp. They should be gassed out. But I realized that it was, whoop, dropped my headphone. That we were accomplishing something much more important than the workout that we had lit a fire in them to continue to work on your game on their own. That's, that's what we want. We want those kids to be so fired up from coming to your program's youth basketball camp that they can't wait to tell somebody how awesome it was and they can't wait to show somebody and play with someone and they want to do it on their own. And if you can get kids that fired up that they want to play basketball on their own, you have something special. If you get numerous kids within the same grade level, your program, they're going to go back to their house, wherever they live, and they're going to get shots up, do some of those drills and work on their game on their own. You know how much farther ahead they're going to be than the other kids who only play basketball when they're around other kids. You're going to get so far ahead. And you may get so far ahead 
by seventh and eighth grade, then no matter what that other high school basketball coach in your conference does, they're going to be catching up. They're going to try to be catching up that entire time because your youth basketball program is that good. I truly believe that was one of the secret pieces of the sauce. That was part of the secret sauce with the Unionville Seabling Youth Basketball Program for 20 years, nearly 20 years, was I felt like that for a stretch, Unionville Seabling had a youth basketball program that was head and shoulders above nearly any youth basketball program that I've learned about. And it was a small school. And so by the time kids got into seventh and eighth grade, they'd had a really good understanding of what basketball was, how to play it, some of the key teaching points, that they were already ahead. Other programs were trying to catch up. Meanwhile, the school system that I went to as a young player, we were already off and running. It was just build. We're building. Everybody else is getting started. Tough to catch up from that far behind, all right? I hope you find this episode beneficial. And I love youth basketball. I love youth basketball. People, people ask me, Steve, when are you going to, you know, get into college coaching? When are you going to take over varsity basketball program? I'm like, man, you don't get it. Not everybody's called to do the same thing. That's not what I want to do. And maybe someday that'll change. That's fine. But I'm doing what I want to do. I want to work with high school, junior high, youth basketball. That's what gets me fired up. And being able to see that growth, that improvement, see, see the light switch come on, see a kid get fired up about the game in a positive environment, that gets me fired up. That's what I want to do. I'm already doing it, right? So I hope that you found this beneficial. If you did, please share it out with another coach. They're thinking about running their youth basketball camp. They want to, you know, how do we want to go about some of this? I know this wasn't a, an episode embodying, you know, running a whole youth basketball camp. It was focused on the skills that we want to teach at different age levels. And, um, you know, just some of the concepts you want to keep in mind, how you carry yourself, what you're trying to accomplish within your program. So um, I hope that finds you beneficial. I hope you guys have an awesome June as you head out and, and run basketball camps with, with your program. Uh, if there's anything I can do for you, reach out to me at Coaches Edge One on Twitter, contact at Uh Thanks again and get after it today.